Okay, folks, um, we're going to talk about risk-taking, because you'll never, ever, ever achieve anything great without taking a risk. That's what makes it great. you got to be able to take risks. So I was having a telephone conversation with a young person yesterday, a young adult, and they have a job. It's kind of a secure job. Uh, it's a government job doesn't pay very good. Uh, probably pays, I don't know, 2500 a month or something, maybe 3000 But But that's that's a poverty-level job. You get retirement. You get your benefits, your medical, whatnot. So that's kind of a plus. But this person went to college, got a degree, and has this job, and they're afraid to leave it. Because it's security. Well, I look at that as a dog on a chain. Okay? Or a dog in a kennel. Let's say that we put this dog on a long chain or in a large kennel. And we tell him, hey, as long as, you know, this dog knows that as long as, as he, you know, stays tied up. And he will always be fed and he will always be watered and he can... Roam around a little, but not terribly far, kind of like a, a job like that. You know, you might get your Saturdays and Sundays off, but you can roam around a little, but not terribly far. Monday, they're reeling you back in. So this person, they said they were talking about kind of wanting to do more of what I do for a living, which is in the horse and cow business. But they didn't want to have it be risky. They wanted to be insured that it would work. And nothing great comes without taking a risk. So we, as a business owner, you're always worried about, will I get the customers? Will they pay their bills on time? What if everything goes up? Obviously, my rates got to, am I going to lose my customers? Probably not. Not the good ones. They'll understand. So that your good customers, they're going to understand that a rising tide lifts all ships. So you got to keep in mind when the economy's really good. When when I have a customer call me and he gives me a budget to buy a horse and it's triple what I typically am given, he understands that things have gone up in price. Yeah, it is an inflated dollar, but you do have to take a risk, and and you can't play it safe. And become great. So, like, you can't be a great football player. Catch the ball, and boom, take a knee. Because you don't want to get tackled, and you don't want to try to outrun somebody in the end zone. Yeah, you might slowly progress across that football field. But you'll never be known as a leader of yardage and touchdowns. And I shouldn't even talk about football, because I really don't know how, how it works. I don't understand the game, truthfully. But... So this this young person that talks to me yesterday, they said, well, do you have retirement? And I said, no. And they said, do you, you know, think about putting money in an IRA, 401k, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, not at all. Maybe in a CD or something where you can't touch it. And I said, no, I don't think about that. And they said, well, that's dangerous. You're never going to be able to retire. And I says, well, I love what I do, so I don't want to retire. I truly don't. And I said, well, what if you get to the point where you can't do it anymore? 
I said, well, that's simple. If I can't do it anymore, I sell everything. I sell out. I sell all my land. I sell my house. I sell all my horses. I sell all my cows. I'm sitting on a few million dollars right there. And then I go into town and buy me a little, you know, quarter acre lot with a little house on it or or I go into hospice or nursing home deal or whatever else I mean because I'm going to do this till I die I have, I have no desire to stop doing what I'm doing because I love it you know I want to be that 85 year old guy that's out there still crawling on a horse and, and still puffing through the cows I want to be that guy that, that tells his grandkids and great grandkids about the lineage of horses that he has and, and, and maybe give one to everyone and I can tell them all about their, their ancestors, all about their horses, all the way back on their papers. That's what I want to do. So I don't want to have, you know, I mean, yeah, if I work for government, I'd be wanting to retire too. But then I don't know how many people that I've seen and heard of that pay into that pension and they don't have enough when they retire. They get... Fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month, so they really can't afford to go do what it was they wanted to do when they retired, anyways. So it's kind of sad because it proves to you and to me and everybody else that you can fail doing what you don't want. You can come up short doing what you don't want to do, just as easily as you can fail doing what you want to do. So, um, I knew of another guy that, that recently got let go at his work and the, the boss was changing things up and, and, uh, he loved his job. He worked hard at it. Uh, some other family members got involved and, uh, let's face it, blood's thicker than water. I don't, I'm not upset at the, at the boss, man. I didn't think it was unjust or whatever. I mean, when you're a business owner, you'll do what you see fit for your business. And he had to make a change. And this young man, this other guy, he said, I don't understand how I, how, I mean, I mean, I was trying, I was working hard. I said, well, sometimes it's not enough. You know, because I have a lot of people come to me and they say, I don't have all the answers. I really don't. But what I can tell you is, I'm doing what I love to do. And I'm not a rich guy. Hell no, I'm not a rich guy. If I was a rich guy, I wouldn't be worried about retirement. But I don't want to retire. I like what I do. Now, will I probably slow down the horse training thing? Yeah. Um, I've kind of always said for the last 10 years that when I was 50, I wasn't going to take any more outside horses, no more customer horses. And maybe, you know, that'll be a, a flexible number. Uh, I'm just going to quit punching the bag so hard by then because I'll have so many other things going for me as far as my ranch goes that's going to take the place of those outside horses as far as income goes that I'll, I'll be okay um but I, d I do have that plan but I'm not gonna quit training horses I'm just gonna do it for myself from that point on I'm not gonna quit running cattle I'm gonna keep building because I want my children and grandchildren to be able to know that they can come home to the ranch anytime and this is home, and this is the ranch, and they, they'll have plenty of cattle, and, you know, we're, we're never in trouble. So, but, but that's my retirement plan. It's in my livestock. It's in my real estate. So that when things get tough, 
and I get old and, and me and my wife can't physically do it anymore, um, the ideal situation would be, you know, just tell my kids, uh, okay, every one of you gives me, you got four sons, you all give me a thousand dollars a month. And, uh, we'll call that a, a, uh, I don't even know a fee for me being your dad and her being your mom. And, and, uh, wouldn't that be nice? But no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm, and, and, but this person I was talking to is asking me these questions. They act really concerned. And I'm going, why are you so concerned with me? You're the one that's living paycheck to paycheck. You're the one who's working for somebody else. I would bet you that 75% of the people with college degrees out there work for somebody without one. I'll bet you, I'll bet you I'm pretty close on that. I have absolutely no statistics on that whatsoever. I'm just pulling that one right out of my head. Uh, but I'm, I'm betting you. And, and the reason being is because those of us who want our freedom and those of us who want to be left alone, to know that we can work hard, to know that, that we're going to put in those 16 hour days. And maybe it's not fun, but honestly, what else are you going to do? I have no desire to go sit and watch a ball game. I have no desire to go to a concert of any kind. I don't want to go listen to all that damn racket. I like my home. I love being out here in the middle of North Texas, West Texas, wherever the hell Vernon is. That's that's where I live. So if you want to look it up on the map, it's kind of some rolling hills. There's some flat country, too. A lot of cotton, a lot of wheat. And a lot of cattle. And uh, old Derek's everywhere, pump jacks. Uh, maybe not as picturesque as the Rocky Mountains where I grew up. Palisades and Sherman Peak and Elk Valley and Ephraim Valley. Maybe it's not as picturesque as that, but it's it's what works for me. So I like it here. I enjoy it here. I, I don't like to feed cows hay all winter. That gets kind of old, so I like having my cattle be able to graze all winter. So that that's a big deal to me. And I really don't know what to tell those of you. If you're stuck in a job that you can't wait for retirement, you're probably just spinning your wheels. You're probably just getting by. Figure out what it is you want to do and then go do it. Like I listened to a, a speech that Matthew McConaughey gave at a commencement. I think it was down in Houston or something, a college graduation and he said too many options will make a tyrant of us all and so when you have too many options you can't decide take your eight-year-old into the store and tell him to get a candy bar into the grocery store gas station wherever it'll take them a freaking month at least it does mine they walk back and forth, back and forth. They can't decide, do I want a big hunk? Do I want an old Henry? Do I want a Snickers? Do I want a Mars? Do I want a Milky Way? Do I want a Hershey's? Maybe I want some Skittles. Maybe I want some M&Ms. They all sound good, but you can only have one. And at the end, my guess is they probably picked the one they looked at first. But you've got to, you've got to eliminate the options. That's how you get down to it. That's, that's that's how I got to be where I'm at, is I just started eliminating things. If I didn't like it, it, it got eliminated from my life. 
when I looked at it and I stopped and seen it all, I just went, okay. I had all these people tell me I couldn't do what I'm doing for a living. They said, that's no way to make a living. Well, I'm making a freaking living at it. And a pretty damn good one. And I'm pretty damn happy. I can kind of come and go and do what I want. And I, I do work a lot. And that's okay uh, for me. I mean, I build my own fences. I build my own barns. I build my own arenas. I train my own horses. I run my own cattle. I don't put up my own hay. I'm not a farmer. I don't want to be a farmer. So I buy it from a really good farmer. But I I want to do all this stuff. I like to do all this stuff. And how I got to that point was I just started eliminating things. I just started eliminating all the things that I didn't want. Do I want to go to college? Probably not. Do I want to go into a trade in tech? Probably not. But when I when I really boiled it all down, I just went, I really just want to be a cowboy and train horses and, and chase cows. I got to figure out how to make that work. And so I did. I had a young man tell me yesterday, uh, he's working for a ranch and, and uh, this and that, blah, blah. And I says, well, you need to kind of start, you know, building into your own deal here, you know. Start buying a little bit of ground here and there. And, you know, if you buy whatever you can, 20 acres, 50 acres, 100 acres, 5 acres, buy whatever you can. And he says, well, he says, I'm just never going to be happy if I'm cowboying on 150 acres. But you're okay making $3,000 a month for somebody else. And when he sells out or he dies, you're out of a job. Wow. Didn't think that one through very much, did you? I mean, yeah, it's a big ranch. It's a nice ranch. But, hey, America was built on capitalism. It was built upon people wanting to come here and do their own thing. When the government gave them homesteads of 160 acres, they loved it because they didn't have to give half or two-thirds or three-quarters or nine-tenths or maybe even all of it to their landlord. So they they, they fell in love with that, that idea to come here and, and work as hard as you can. Unless you get lots and lots of money from somewhere else, you're probably not going to be able to buy a 100,000-acre ranch. But if you want to do what I do, you just start getting in little bits at a time. Because the idea of something being perfect when it's never going to be keeps people from putting that first foot forward. And so as far as my retirement, you heard it. I'm going to work until I can't because I love it. And then when the day comes that I literally cannot work, I will sell out. I will sell everything that I have and live on that. If my kids tell me we don't want to sell the ranch, we want to keep it. Then I'm going to say, well, then take care of me. And by the way, I'm going to be a grumpy son of a bitch. So if my coffee's not just right, I'm going to chuck the freaking coffee cup across the parlor probably. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be an old grumpy man because I'm not going to be able to do what I love to do anymore. And so um, as far as and, – and, and then here's the other thing you got to think about too. If you have money in a 401K or an IRA or a, what all these freaking programs they have – most of them, if you get in a bind, you get in a pickle and you've been saving this money and all of a sudden you're like, shit, I need to get that money out. I've got to have a surgery. I have an opportunity to buy another piece of land that would make me another $100,000 a year. I've got to, you know, pay for my kid's college or maybe my kid needs a surgery or your wife needs a boob job or you just want a new pickup truck or whatever. When you pull that money out, you get penalized bigger than shit. 
They tax the shit out of you. Don't ever put your money where you're heavily taxed if you pull it out. I sold a piece of property to a lady not very long ago, and she started telling me about how she would have to find out about financing and this and that. She said, I have the money, but it's in the stock market. I said, so pull it out. And she said, well, but it's making me money. I said, look, as high as the stock market's climbing in 2021, one of these days the bubble's going to break and it's going to go crashing down. You're going to lose your ass. And she goes, oh, yeah, I lost 800000 in 2008. And I said, this property is not really ever going to go down in value. So with that being said, she pulls the money out and she goes and, and uh, buys my property with cash like two days later. So my advice to everybody is to not put your money where you can't touch it. You got to be able to use it whenever and however you want. And if you're not disciplined, you do deserve to go broke. You do deserve to get your ass kicked. Everybody out there suffers, some from discipline, some from consequences. So you decide. But as far as self-employment, as far as achieving something great, building a business, being your own boss, being free, there's going to be some risk there. And working for somebody else doesn't get to be part of it. I, I believe that that's part of what ruined the American dream is people used to start a business. They would work hard. They would capitalize. They would support small businesses. All these little towns had shops, mom and pop outfits. And they did well. And then along comes the assembly line and companies and security. And all they did is enslaved Americans. So now, I mean, I knew a guy, I don't know, a dozen years ago or so, back in 2007, I think it was. He worked out at the mines in Soda Springs. And he got into selling this telephone deal um, where you'd have a home telephone over the Internet. And he was trying to sell these phone plans to everybody and make all this money. It's a multi-level marketing thing. This guy was retired. Well, we come to find out the reason he was doing this because he'd gone broke. He worked 30-some years at the mine and made all the right decisions and did all the right things and still stubbed his toe and was broke. And he didn't even have any good frickin' memories to show for it. I mean, so if you want to know what to do uh, as far as me telling you, I can't tell you that. you got to tell yourself that. And the way you figure out what it is you want to do, you eliminate the who's, the how's, the where's, the what's, and the why's that you don't want to do. Just get rid of them. If there's people in your life that you don't think are progressing, if, if you're a young single guy or girl and you come home and your roommates just want to sit around and drink beer and social media and watch TV and chat up girls and boys and all this shit, and you don't think it's really going to go there because you know the 9 to 5 pays the bills and the 6 to 12 builds the empire? Walk away from them. Literally walk away. Go live somewhere cheaper. Go live with somebody else. Go do something else. Because without risk, nothing great happens. That's why it's great. Because it's risky. You know? that that if, if it's a guaranteed sure thing, nobody really gives a shit. And so you have to have risk. And one of the biggest things I can tell you is, 
and you can all tell me you're not worried about it. Stop being worried about what everybody else is going to say and just go do it. Because those people that just sit there and run their mouth, they're not who you want to be around. You'll never be criticized by somebody doing more than you. You'll always be criticized by somebody doing less. You know, the coffee shops in all the small towns, they sit around and talk about this and talk about that. They're not being productive. They're just sitting on their asses. Quit worrying about them. You go do what it is that you need to do to take care of you. Take some risk. There will be reward, I promise you. And you are going to smile all the way to the bank. Because I don't. I personally don't have any faith in the Social Security system. I believe by the time I turn 65 years old, it'll be gone. They're already, they've already spent it all anyways. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that I can sell my land, and I can sell my livestock, I can sell my trucks, my trailers, my saddles, everything. I got a shitload of stuff to sell. I mean, tractors, welders, probably 300 bridles, probably 30-some saddles, uh, you know, cows, uh, ranch equipment. Ah, frick, I don't even know. I could sell everything I had and not even give a shit. Matter of fact, I could sell it all the day, put it in a trust fund that earned 2 to 3% interest and never work again. But I can't do that because I like to work. I don't, I don't have any desire to sit on a beach. I don't have any desire to go to Disneyland. I don't have any desire to be in those highly populated places. I do not want to go to Lake Havasu on spring break. I'm, I'm being... For hell's sakes, I'm 41 years old. I don't want to do none of that shit. I just want to stay home. Just work, be myself. And so that's why I'm not worried about it. Somebody says, well, what if you get a big doctor bill? Because I don't have health insurance. The United States government made it unaffordable. They say, what if, what if, what if you get hurt and you have an $80,000 doctor bill? Well, you go make a deal. Go to the hospital and say, I'm going to be paying you $10 a month for the rest of my life. Unless you and me can cut a deal. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they'll cut you a deal. And having uh, a $10,000 deductible is only going to help you if you have a heart attack or something. I mean, so you don't really need to worry about that. What you need to worry about is, is progress. Do it when you're young. You, you, you know, you got, you got, uh, Let's say 40 work years from when you're 20 to when you're 60. Most people spend the first 20 years dicking off. It's making money, spending money. They don't get serious in their 20s. They dick off. They they don't get serious. And then when they're 40, they really start looking at going, holy shit, I just refinanced my house. And now it's not going to be paid for till I'm 70 because we had to go on that trip and I didn't have a snowmobile for my wife and I didn't have a snowmobile trailer so we bought a snowmobile trailer and a snowmobile and then I wasn't sure my truck was equipped to pull it so we bought a new truck and they finance all that shit because everybody's doing it they have to go because their friends invited them right but actually no you can say you can tell your friends no I'm not going to go I like being your friend it's not that I don't like you but I can't go and if they say why just say because I don't want to be like you because most of them are broke. Most of them are in debt. So if you got 40 working years, make the most of the first 20. So that the last 20, it kind of kicks into autopilot and starts carrying you along. I don't think I really got anything really going for me until I turned 30.
And when I turned about 30, 31, shit started to roll. I've accomplished more in the last 10 years than I did in my first 30, I promise. Especially the last five or six. Especially. So, that's where a self-employed guy is coming from. Am I taking the risk? Yeah. Is it a huge risk? Absolutely. Will there be a sweet reward? There already is. I got freedom. But, you probably don't want to come and hang out with me because when I tell you that we work 90-hour weeks, we work 90-hour weeks. And that's not a big week. That's an average week. So I can get away with this shit while I'm out here bopping around doing ranch work. I just barely got the horses fed on Saturday night. We're kind of wrapping it up just a little bit early because I'm going to run out and check some other cows. But we've been working all day. Um, we work on Sundays. We try not to because it's Lord's Day, but you're always going to have to do something because we got ranch work to do. We got animals to take care of, and they can't wait till Monday. So, you know, yeah, it, it's it's got its pros and cons for sure. But take the risk because I can promise you there's nothing guaranteed. I can promise you that you're going to take that guaranteed deal, that surefire job that pays three, four, five thousand a month, six thousand. He'll take the job that pays ten thousand a month, and you make a hundred and twenty a year. You'll blow it all. Promise you, you'll blow it all. You won't save it. You won't invest it. You'll blow it. You'll learn to live on what you make. Unless you are extremely disciplined. So, take the risk. Figure out what you want to do and then go be your own boss and do it. Keep in mind, some people are not geared to work for other people. And some people have to work for other people because they can't be self-starters. You know, I, I know a lot of people. Relatives, everything. And you think, man, they're they're doing pretty good and cracking the whip and all that. And then next thing you know, they get just a little bit comfortable and they slow down. And that don't work. So, you know, some people just ain't ever going to change and that's fine. But if you want to have something great, you've got to take a risk. And when I say that, I don't mean learning to ride a motorcycle in the same fashion that Evil Knievel did over the snake river you know um so anyways just take a risk figure out what you want to do and go do it make sure that your goals are realistic make sure that your goals include your family i listened to a clinton anderson podcast last night on the gauge and it, it was a pretty good podcast for the most part but i'll tell you what i think clinton anderson's a decent horseman me and him totally disagree on the waiter to live and be married and have a family and all that. And it's good he's probably not married. And it's good he's probably not has kids with, with his attitude and his idea. But I don't want that. I want to have life beyond my own, which is my children and my grandchildren my great-grandchildren. I want them to carry the torch to pass on the legacy, whatever. So, But it was a good podcast. He had a lot of good points. He's a very successful businessman. I just disagreed with him on that. So just because you agree with somebody on one thing doesn't mean you agree with them on everything. But figure out what it is you want to do and then go do it. Take the risk. Take the take the hill. But first ask yourself, what's my hill? And then get to climbing. This is Scott Hume from somewhere on the plains of Texas.